I was at my first. I was at my first like show ass show last week, and there was a girl. It was this. Uh, it was this. I think I talked to you about just mustard. Uh, yes. Bad yes. Name. Um, I didn't tell you the good story, which was, which was like, I don't know, it was on some combination of drugs, and she was she was sound checking, and it was like, one two one two. Two, one, two, <laughs> like very, like very, like seductively, and like she just had, like she was sort of looking down and looking up because it's a shoegaze band. She was real hot. And she, two, one, two, and like, and I'd start having a conversation. The conversation would go for like four minutes, and I'd check back into my surroundings, and it was two, two, <laughs> and I'd be like, "What the fuck is going? Is this still happening?" And then. And then, like, I'd get back in a conversation with somebody, and then just two, one, two. And I'd be like, "Is this a fucking prank? What is going on?" And like, looked at the sound guy who looked like fucking Riff Raff from uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, and oh, not the uh, not the rapper. Yeah. Uh, he, he looked like fucking Filch slash Riff Raff, and then and then looked That's back. So at her. he looked like a sound guy. I guess so. I ended up talking. <laughs> ended up talking to her after the show and being like, "What was the deal?" She was like, "Yeah, yeah, we had some problems." I was like, "Were you not <laughs> laughing?" She was like, "No." <laughs> she was like, "I just kind of work myself into a trance sometimes. Like, <laughs> I, I don't I have no idea how much time passed." I was like, "Dude, it was like fifteen minutes of just two, one." Two, that's two. incredible. <laughs> I like it was amazing. Yeah. It was absolutely amazing. That's the artist's <laughs> mind right there. I was I was at a metal show uh, about ten years ago, and one of the opening bands they were sound checking uh, the drums, and I don't remember what led to it, but while they were sound checking, the drummer said, "You are not a good technician." And it was picked up <laughs> in the drum mic. <laughs> no, <laughs> like you could hear it audibly. <laughs> okay. Steven is done. Okay, can we? Do we want to get rolling? Yeah, let's rock. Yeah. Uh, welcome to As You Know, everybody. It's the show where we watch the first and last episodes of TV shows and tell you if they're worth seeing or not, because who wants to bother with all that shit in the middle? You may have noticed, if you're a longtime listener, that I'm not Ian Benson, who is having computer problems. Uh, my name is Travis Marmon. I am a co host on this. With us, as always, are Steven Doughton in Dublin, hey. Ireland. Hey, guys. Uh, Matt Ciani here in Chicago. Hello. And Matt, you have brought a friend of ours with us today, right next to you. Yeah. It's uh, Luke Dahlgren. Yeah. That's right. That's me. Bass player extraordinaire slash uh, great friend Bass of the Bass player show. ordinaire. <laughs> but um dum 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 God, I got so fucking sick of hearing Cobra yeah. style. <laughs> <laughs> We see the full If that doesn't give it away, the show we're talking about this week is Chuck. The style is the bong de bong de dang de dang Yeah, we're talking Chuck. Uh, Luke actually partially, mostly picked Chuck uh, as it, Luke has been a longtime listener, first time caller. Of and, course, uh, yeah. So, Luke, do you want to talk about why Chuck? Well, I didn't pick it because it was good. Um, well, that that's a given. We don't pick good shows. No, there are um, no good shows. I mean, I really. thought it was like a kind of an uh, uh, interesting kind of capsule in the time, you know, uh, like it being you know the 2007 to 2012 era. Like, and there's like a whole bunch of changes that kind of happened in, in there as well too. 
but uh, you, you look at sort of like a, a show like that taking place in 2007. The first thing is it's a show that has a lot to do with like the intelligence community yeah. and you know what you know some might call the deep state like myself you know but uh yeah the this is a deep state comedy it's a, it's a deep state comedy but it's like told in 2007 which is like in an era when like there is like, like extreme patriot act territory yeah, yeah yeah but it's like that's waning though you know like the nsa especially like at the first episode they're bad guys you know like they're portrayed as being kind right. of you, you know and i think because a lot of the it end had, of bush's second term when everyone hates him exactly yeah, yeah it's 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 getting near the end of you know like kind of the like the the post like 2004 election which i think is probably like the the last like real big hit of that and this is We've already had like a whole bunch of distrust of the the Bush administration with, you know, Katrina, and then obviously like the wars are going very poorly, and so I think a lot of people mistrust that, but they don't have like that sort of deep understanding. Of, like it's you, it's still cool to be a spy, though. You know, yeah. it's still James Bond shit yeah. that you're doing. You know, uh, but it's it's trying to be both like. I'm a spy, but I'm also like a spy that's like fighting the inside, but I'm also cool being a spy at the same time too. And it's like, it's, it's, it's in an area where it like, you know, if it was made in like 2011, you know, if like the first episode came out in 2011, it would just be because like everything that had to do with sort of like deep state organization of say, like assassinating Osama bin Laden, everybody was like yeah. really gung ho about it. And we had like Obama as the president and everybody, you know, like at least, you know, the, the media makers at the time really loved him. When, did, it, when it, did the Snowden leaks happen? I don't know. I like what's what the year? year? Did that happen during? I'm going to look I think it was Obama. I want to say it was like 2014. Maybe I, I want to say it was, it was during Obama. It was Snowden. Um, uh, 2013, 2013. Okay. When this show ended in 2012. 2012. Yeah, so. exactly. Okay. Um, so they had enough time to rehabilitate somebody who worked for the NSA uh, without people remembering what the NSA is. Exactly. Yeah. And you, I mean, and obviously you definitely could not do that. Like even like three years ago, let alone now, you know, you can make yeah. a show like this with, you know, that sort of depictions of, you know, it, it would I, either I have to be hyper serious. Agency. Yeah, it would. Yeah, exactly. It would be some sort of like, they would make a veep type type show about like some yeah. <laughs> like agency that was like like a, a, a offshoot of like you know the the NSA or something like that that was like bumbling or some shit like that. Which uh, I mean that sounds some like comedy. <laughs> it sounds yeah. kind of like a comedic interpretation of the bumbling CIA, as in like what was that CIA book that everybody read? Not the Devil's Chessboard. That's the better one. Legacy of Ashes, which basically portrays them as like huge fucking idiots who like had a noble cause, but were bad at it. Like, I'd love to watch a comedy that was about that. Mm -hmm. And in a sense, like Chuck as a character, maybe would be the kind of person whose intelligence would lead to parachuting counter revolutionaries into Cuba only for them to be captured immediately. And then like <laughs> some like informants for the CIA informing on other informants for the CIA. Like real Iannucci shit that actually happened. <laughs> Here's just like bombs under chairs. Yeah, I right know. Yeah, yeah. It's just, just like or bombs and you know, and they're they're always they got flashing lights, you know, and and the big Matrix clocks. scrolls on one of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, all the zeros and ones are uh, dripping down in in that like nice you know <laughs> neon green. This is extremely. Green. This is extremely Matrix. It's so much Matrix stuff going on. The here. music I mean, the, is the very the Matrix. Intercept too. is literally no. The Matrix is all fucking. Um, 
new metal. This is like what people listened. This is like mainstream indie 2005. Cake this is what the twins in the Matrix. Teddy bears. <laughs> and yeah, we didn't get to see that the, any, an episode with a normal theme song, which is an edited version of skirt, short skirt, long jacket. Was that a licensing thing or Matt and I did I, I, Matt and I watched an episode with that. Uh, no, it's just the, the pilot and the finale just didn't use the theme. Yeah, which, yeah. Does, uh, which the, happens the on this one, show. So part often. one of the finale used sure. uh, short skirt long finale. Yes. Um, this is the third Josh Schwartz series that we have watched already, and the second that, that debuted in 2007 <laughs> and ended in 2012 because oh, wow. this Wait, runs was completely concurrently with Gossip Girl. That's insane. Huh. Wow. McGee was also involved with yeah. this show. Yeah, he directed it. Did he direct that did. first episode, I want to say? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, McG directed the, the pilot of this. Pilot, yeah. I've actually seen another. I've seen a McG directed <laughs> film recently, uh, which I never thought I would see one. What would you I have watched? Did you one. watch like Charlie's Angels or something? I watched The Babysitter. <laughs> what is? Can you it's tell you it's what that one is? of those like I don't know what horror is. films that I think originally came out on Netflix. That's like the gore is super slapstick. It's like played as a comedy, but it's like kind of like a meme horror thing. It's not good. It's extremely McG. And honestly, Chuck felt a little bit like that, but for the CIA. I would say of the Mc, of the McG directed things I've seen, this pilot is one of the better ones. Yeah, the pilot I mean, was watchable. Not, it was, not it was that I, I don't have extensive McG viewing experience. Well, you was gotta, he a music video guy at first? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's correct. I learned everything you I know about videos. McG from you guys last time we talked about McG on this show. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Cal Kalamazoo's own McG. Yep. Grew up in Newport Beach. Wow. I got to drop the song. Yeah. Do you know which episode we talk about McG for the most in? Was that was that the first episode? Was that? It's got to be. I mean, uh, yeah. I think he did. Yeah. The, I think he did Supernatural's pilot too. That's right. Um, That's right. The pilot king. Uh, <laughs> Does this make McG and as you yes. know all star? McG yes. is an as you know all star. Let's all right. fucking 100%. go for it. Let's do it. I mean, <laughs> and he directed the videos for All Star and Pretty Fly for a White Guy, uh, and Sugar Ray's Fly. He kind of just <laughs> looks like Adam Baldwin. <laughs> he does. He does kind of. I don't think I've seen McG. He's, He's like, a normal looking guy. That makes sense. Yeah. He's such That's a Why do you name guy. yourself McG? Like if you're mostly unremarkable. You gotta have something. Yeah, you need to. You need to be remarked upon. You he don't does look, look like, like fucking Lee. David. Lynch he, he also kind of looks like, like uh, Lee Harvey Oswald a little he bit too. Really looks like Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> 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 mm. Also, a CIA. Yeah, did a, That's the, interesting. Uh, What's his, mm, what, when was he born? Directing a deep state <laughs> show. Huh. 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 Hmm. Born the year that Vietnam started. <laughs> I just. His mother, oh. Marina? What the? <laughs> wow. What the heck? Well. God, this show, just looking at the Wikipedia, this show has, I guess, a big enough fan base that even, uh, like, characters, supporting characters have their own Wikipedia pages. Oh, yeah. Like, no, it, it got Captain saved a couple awesome times. Captain Awesome has yeah, his own Wikipedia saved. page. Well, Captain, uh, Captain Awesome is, yeah. like, in the whole show, like... Yeah, yeah. He's but like is a, he the kind of character that's like important enough to television history that he would get his own Wikipedia page? No, like not, not really. Not like a Chuck.FandomWikia page, but like a Wikipedia but Wikipedia page. Wikipedia.org Like itself. the, the, the yes. paper of record. <laughs> yes, there is a I, Devin Woodcomb character profile, character development, uh, which is very long. Uh, which should be. Honestly, I'm happy for the Chuck fans. Yeah. I'm happy that they got. Yeah. Uh, 
Got this they into have, the like, official record. Cool. Scott Bakio plays Chuck's dad. By yeah, the way. yeah, <laughs> huh. yeah. That's a little. Uh, that's one uh, one of a couple of uh, um, Star Trek, you know, things that you can. There's also Tony Todd is in it as well too. Yeah, Tony Todd, the fucking king. Ray, the king. Ray we love Wise Tony. appears a few yeah. times. Oh fuck! Yeah, this is a guy with a good cast. A real all star. Yeah, that's right. Is Tony Todd an as you know all star? I don't think Tony Todd has appeared in anything we've watched uh, for this. I, I, I saw him in no. something last night, which is kind of cool. Did you see Two the remake of Candyman? Is no, that I, I watched <laughs> season three of Scream on MTV. Oh. Actually, no, sorry. Season three was on Wait, VH1. Season three of the TV show Scream? Yeah. So, uh, Ian Benson is now back, by the way. He's here. He's arrived. Uh, I had to download all of the state secrets via a series <laughs> of flashing images, and my computer wasn't working right, so it took no. so long to get all those flashing images. Oh, uh, you mean you mean the intersect? Yeah. The, the way yeah. that the state transmits those images is showing you a bunch of screensavers. Like all yeah. back to back, you know, <laughs> yeah. different waterfalls and when like, you know, hummingbirds and stuff. If, if the intersect was the maze screensaver, <laughs> that'd be great. Or the, the, the pipes, just the uh, yeah, pipes would also be pipe. good. Maze yeah. is always I, my favorite, I always but. loved the like, uh, geometric shape that bounced around and like became pointy and round at various points. Yeah. That, oh, that, that was, was great. Start when people come to my place, I got to just start like finding like 10 hour YouTube versions of that and just putting them on the TV. You, I would love to watch that on a big TV. Ian has the biggest TV in the world. <laughs> when I read the premise of this series and it said, uh, that he gets all the CIA secrets downloaded into his brain. I was thinking of like a freakazoid situation almost, uh, where he gets in sucked into the computer and then comes out, and I was like, that seems a little outrageous for what my understanding of Chuck is. Yeah, they just uh, put, they put the he, little uh, jack in the back of his neck. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, he, like, at least they do like, that. This just, he watches a bunch of video, videos really fast. Yeah. Guys, uh, my cousin in Trinidad got the vaccine. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> He knows. He knows all of the. He knows all of this. The the CIA state secrets now, uh, and uh, so I don't know. Just follow your own. You know. Don't he let, he don't was going to get married, but yeah, his yeah. wife apparently got amnesia, and <laughs> Chuck, yeah. Chuck's knowledge of the of state secrets just swelled up. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to the original, how did this get made? Um, it was pretty simple. Uh, Josh Schwartz and Chris. FedEx, who co-created this, they went to USC together. Uh, FedEx wrote it and pitched it to Josh Schwartz uh, as an idea, and they presented the script to NBC, and they were like, "Sounds good." That, <laughs> that sounds about That's right. right. It really, it, it's really, it's a very unexciting. And then Mick G was like, uh, "I'll help produce this." I, I cheered when I saw executive producer Mick G. Because yeah. that's what this podcast has reduced my brain to. I see Mick yes. G and I'm like, let's fucking go. <laughs> yes, you just missed our, our Mick G uh, discussion. Oh, I got And I'm just scrolling up and you were talking Matrix earlier. Carrie Ed Moss appears on this show. Hell yeah. Of course yep. she does. <laughs> that I think uh, is, that's Adam Baldwin's love interest, I want to say. In, mm, yeah. Serious downgrade for her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Josh Schwartz. Uh, I really do like that the show is, though, basically, what if Seth Cohen was a spy? Yeah. 
That's the guy in the OC, Travis. Yeah, I know, I know who that is. Oh, okay. I've seen the OC. Yeah, <laughs> we probably won't, we probably won't watch it soon because I mentioned before you got on here, we've already watched three Josh Schwartz shows and we're like roughly 30 episodes into this yeah. thing. Yeah. So we might welcome, need to, welcome to Schwartz put the OC on burner for a while. But yeah, anyways, where were we in the episode before I we jumped haven't started in? The, we haven't started the oh. episode description yet. We, I was just talking about how it was made. We talked about why Luke yeah. picked it and I explained. Yeah. Um, I guess I only really gave half premise. the reason why I picked it as well, too. Um, because the other, the other half, the first half being, you know, the, the CIA connections and all that stuff, but the, it's also in 2007 is like a weird time for depicting like what nerd culture is supposed to be as well too. Yeah. Mm. Um, where it's, it's sort of like, it's after it's, it's after kind of like that opening salvo of, of it trying to be like ubiquitous with like Iron Man, you know? And mm. but it's still like it's still something that it's right before Iron Man. Iron Man's two thousand eight. Yeah, the MCU starts in 08, but like uh, superhero movies are a thing. But it's in the works, and two thousand five is Batman Begins. Okay. Okay. Eight oh, yeah. is Dark Knight, and twelve is Rises. Spider Man three, of course, the best superhero film is in 07. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's right around that time, though. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's and, reaching yeah. the yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It, Spider-Man 3 made my high school girlfriend cry because it was so bad. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's in this like weird like space then then uh, like as the show goes on, you know, um, like what what those characters were designed to be like those two sort of uh, uh, that also work in the uh, the buy more with the the nerd. 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 Yeah, jester guys. Yeah, the jester guys. Um, that uh, uh, like what those characters were supposed to be was like n- didn't end up becoming what would be like ubiquitously understood as like what nerds were, you know, and what people right. who and th- basically it being around like consuming stuff like consuming TV and video games and just various IPs and stuff like that versus like being nip slip hacker upskirt person you know like that <laughs> those are the real fucking yeah. nerds yeah uh, um it, it, i don't know it's 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 something that makes it definitely like like a relic of of its time for just it being just in that specific window it also right had so much like i don't know like blessings of various people throughout the run of the show because and I, I don't know if this got touched on, but you have, you know, one of the main characters was on Firefly. A yeah. later major character was Superman. Uh, his dad is Scott Bakula. His mom is Linda, Linda Hamilton. Like, yeah. it just kept being... I, I got stoked when Linda Hamilton showed up. I mean, sure. it's what, her, the second best thing she's been in after T2? God. Because she hasn't <laughs> been in a good thing after T2? God damn. Do you guys have thoughts on Zachary Levi and or Ivan Strahovski? Um... My thoughts about Yvonne Strahovski. No, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I was about to say, do not need to be shared. They're obvious. It'd be funny if he was like, she's a perfectly competent actress. They're, yeah. they're she was fine. Okay. I was going to just be, I'm going to be respectful. That was it. One of the rare Australian accents I've heard keep up their accent. Uh, really? Uh, I felt it dropped out. Yeah, it, it it was a little like line to line. It would be a little uneven. It was you know overall okay. I would say you know, but like like it wasn't like Benedict Cumberbatch bad or anything like that. But like it didn't especially draw attention to itself. Yeah, exactly. If it, no, I wouldn't have known no. unless somebody had told me like, oh yeah, no, she's not a she's Australian. Also, you 
distractingly attractive as well. So it's like, okay. Right. I mean, distractingly it's, the, it's the point oh, of why she it. was cast. Yeah. Well, you know what, Ian? No, I didn't I say, just... I hope she gets in a semi-truck and runs over my left foot, then my right foot, then my right arm, then my left arm, <laughs> then my ear. Like, and then quarters the, the whole me. fucking speech to th- of the pain from Princess Bride, but with her in a semi-truck. Like, that's... <laughs> Zachary, and then Zachary Levi, I don't think I've seen him in anything else besides Tangled. Like, I didn't watch Shazam. Wow, you... Oh, I was gonna uh, say you haven't seen Shazam. I oh, seen Shazam. he's Shazam. That's he's right. An interesting actor, and this is gonna sound weird. He's got really big Jew energy to me, but and always has. Super but Christian. he's super Christian. Yes, he's the guy that he's goes super around. Christian. And yep, I he plays find- a he plays a Barkowski in this show. Like, he's gonna, he he's says, gonna be playing uh, Kurt Warner soon. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say right. Huh. He's Kurt Warner. He, this was his, his huh. quote in a 2002 interview with Relevant Magazine, a bi-monthly Christian mm. lifestyle magazine. Oh, uh, my job on set, subscriber. I, I don't even know who he was in by in 2002, but he goes, "My job on my set, I believe, is to first just love people and gain that trust with people where they know that I really do love them and care about their well-being, so that when they're running into problems, they will hopefully at some point come to me and ask me." What is your peace all about? What is your comfort all about? Where do you get your love? Where do you get your talents? And I can turn to them and say without blinking, Jesus Christ. If you guys, which ever I would also say, say because, but it would be like followed by, me. why the fuck are you asking me? Where is your? What's your peace about? Yeah, do not ever speak to me like that. Let's go around the room. What's our peace about? <laughs> uh, to answer your question, by the way, he was on the TV show Less Than Perfect. Mm. Oh, we all which know that. Ran- which Classic ran for show. four seasons and 81 episodes on ABC and I've never heard of before. That's also how I would describe his performance, too. Wow. Yeah, he yeah. hadn't even been in a movie yet. Uh, ah, before it's got, that- Eric, it's got Eric Roberts, Andy Dick, and Patrick Warburton. What? He oh, had also, uh, before that, been in Big Shot, no, Confessions no. of a Campus Bookie, which is a TV movie, and he was also in an unsold pilot uh, called Untitled Cisco Project. All right. As in, I mean, Francisco, not the company. <laughs> just we uh, we all reacted with our faces to that one. But uh, uh, actually, what's great is not even the wildest credit on here because he, of course, in two thousand eight, was in the David Zucker film *An American Carol*. Ah, uh, oh, the conservative yes, uh, spoof movie. Yes. Yes, uh, where uh, Michael Moore gets visited by three conservative ghosts or whatever happens. Is David Zucker my most problematic fave? <laughs> like, because I love airplanes so much. I don't know. Uh, well, I want an answer by the end of the episode. Uh, <laughs> that's not true. Fave. I listen to Black Metal and watch college football. I, my it, problematic okay, faves well, are numerous. Right. Uh, yeah. Let's get into the actual plot of Chuck. But dum 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 dum. The style is a bong da bong da dang da dang diggy diggy. How many times did that fucking play? It dropped three or four times. Yeah, I don't think it, it ever stopped three playing. They just faded okay. it down on the mixer like a little bit, <laughs> and then when they needed it again, they just put it back up to full volume. I mean, that actually this song that this, would song, this was the most ubiquitous song of like 2000. It was absolutely insane how uh, how and I had I this. hadn't the heard it bears. since. I had not fucking heard it since it's that the era. Bears. If the show came out. Uh, like two years later, the song that would use is "How you like me now?" Oh God! Can we talk? That would be the next one. Travis, you uh, sickened me. Like, Bringing that ta- back into my conscience. Can we talk about, about the heavy? No, can we talk about the the relationship between Cobra Style and Bawa Dabaw? And why? Well, Bawa Dabaw itself <laughs> is taken from a, like from really some, old school. Like that's from, from a really old school like, rap song that Kid Rock. Well, it's from like Rapper's from. Delight. Which is which it's is not, like I don't the think most it's from obnoxious. Delight, but it's the same. It era. kind of is. 
I mean, it's like Rapper's Delight does it. Like, boo, da dang, dang, boogie, da bang, dang, but like literally, but really, ball with da ba da bang, da dang, diggy, 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 say the boogie, set up, jump the boogie is from a song from that era that I can't place at the moment. I'm sorry. Did you say that again really fast? I'm sorry. Do you know how many Detroit Pistons games I went to? No, it wasn't even. It wasn't even the fact that you knew it. That wasn't the prize. It was the fact that you sped it up, like as you were doing it, like it was like something, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Oh, this says it is from Rapper's Delight. Uh, yeah, because I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Okay, and then I think, it, I, but I think that was used again in a later song. There's, it's been Travis, done. Do you, do you want to like go and like listen to the song while we're recording like, to prove Trapper, that you're actually Travis, right? No, because it's and then 15 minutes long or whatever. It's, it's fucking 16 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> so the pilot, it's called Chuck versus the Intersect. Every single episode is titled Chuck versus something. Um, for what's worth. So we are. I love conventions like that. He leaves some documents uh, to the intersect, and they have these horrible security protocols that led him to be put in jail, basically for life, to be made an example of by the deep state. People are very are yelling at Glenn Greenwald online. I just thought about Glenn Greenwald watching Chuck and like. (laughs) seething about Chuck Bartowski very publicly and revealing like DMs that he was sent by Chuck would actually be the perfect way to adapt to the show in the modern era (laughs) anyway so the show it's set in the LA suburbs uh, specifically Burbank and Echo Park so we are introduced to Chuck and his friend Morgan at Chuck's own birthday party they're trying to escape Chuck has a, his sister Ellie is throwing him a birthday party with a bunch of ladies there uh, to meet and try and get him because he's like, even though Chuck is like a seemingly pretty normal and like good looking guy, he's just like an awkward dude who hasn't really gotten over his like college relationship where his girlfriend left him for his best friend or his roommate. And do you know who played that girlfriend? I watched, I watched a couple seasons of Chuck. I do not. Dominic Toretto's little sister herself, Jordana Brewster. Hell That's yes. why you got She's very she's very hot. Oh, yeah. Also, you gotta be you gotta be concerned though, because like Dom, you know, like no one dates Dom's girl. And oh, no one dates date, Dom's sister. You don't no want to date Dom's date, sister. Yeah. You don't want to date Dom's sister at all. You have to be Paul Walker to get away with that. And yeah, man, I don't think Zach Chuck Levine lives his life. is not Paul Walker. Levi. Mm-hmm. Zach Levine, is that a Zach Levine player? is also not Paul Walker. <laughs> <laughs> but he is going to lead the Bulls to the five seed, baby. Let's go, Bulls. I'm sorry, I'm not burn just imagining. Burn burn burn. I'm Their names are, like their names are real similar. Like, there's like two more letters. You just add two letters to Zach oh, Could you imagine the off-season narrative if Zach Levine got the intersect and then it's just talking about, like, oh, he's going to be a real playmaker out there now? Yeah, the CIA with, uh, secrets DeMar. finally taught him how to play defense. <laughs> Folks. Hey. There you go. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now, the real problem with Chuck is that he has high school hair and he's not in high school anymore. Yeah. He has extreme yeah, high school hair. But his he's high school hair, his high school hair in the pilot is better than his hair in the finale. I, oh, it is. I agree. Me, his so sideburns much. look so bad. Well, he yeah. quaffs his hair me, before uh, he goes to bed. To, uh, to throw you a little bit under the bus there, Stephen, it reminded me of the time I went to a brewery with you right after you got your hair cut and I said, <laughs> you came in looking like a coin. <laughs> No, that was yeah. really bad. I've been thinking about how I need a new haircut, but I'm always so afraid to get haircuts. Like, I'm yeah. so afraid to get haircuts. People don't know how to cut curly hair like this. They just don't know yes. how to do it. End up uh, looking like a coin. As a as a wavy, messy-haired brunette, I agree that uh, Chuck should have kept his high school hair, or at least gotten it messy in a different way. Uh, yeah, the, it's maybe. it's really adjacent to a good-looking guy who has longish hair 
as an adult. You just have to have somebody tell you how to do it. Anyway, Chuck's sister, Ellie, and her boyfriend, Devin Woodcomb, a.k.a. Captain Awesome, um, they're both very loving of Chuck, and they're trying to help him out by having this birthday party, and there's all these women there that want to talk to Chuck, but he only wants to talk about Jordana Brewster leaving him for his roommate, Bryce Larkin, uh, who is, he thinks, is an accountant. Uh, He's played by Matthew Bomer, later of White Collar fame, but it turns out Bryce is actually uh, a spy. And we cut to him in a weird white room. You know, he's he's in like one of the rooms where you like train in Jedi Fallen Order, I think. Uh, he's, and, and he's got he's got the sunglasses Marcella Mastroni wears throughout eight and a half. But I'm like, oh, would I look cool in those? And then you put them on and you're like, no, 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 no. You have to look cool. You have to be cool to wear those. And he's kind of doing it. But that's only because he's cartoonishly handsome. Like he looks like yeah. a Ken doll. Yes. Matthew Bomer. Uh. Every straight woman who's I've mentioned Matthew Bummer's name in front of has like sighed. Uh, very popular with the ladies. He was in Magic Mike also, uh, which uh. added to that. But yeah, he's in some room uh, messing with some device, uh, breaking into a top secret government computer, downloading a vast amount of data to his fucking PDA because it's 2007, uh, it's and so then good. blows up the room. <laughs> He's walking around with a Nokia N-Gage, <laughs> sending emails. And, and then, you know, he uh, starts to escape, and then Adam Baldwin shows up, and he's like, this is actually about ethics and game journalism, and shoots him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the whole sequence looked really cheap, honestly. Like, uh, I, I, it did. <laughs> I, I did appreciate that it wasn't, though, just like... He jumps off a building, cuts to him landing on a building. He jumps off a bit, like, just, like, all of that. They're like, I don't yeah. know, just throw the camera over there and have it look fake. It's yeah. it's cheesy TV. Was Adam Baldwin involved in Gamergate? What was he this uh, may or may not have originated the term itself. He's a hardline libertarian who is a big gamer guy and was, yeah, heavily involved in that. We got a little um, bit of a, a right-wing yes. cast going on in this one. Yeah. Yeah, more so than most shows. But before getting shot to death uh bryce successfully sends an email with all the data to chuck you you know this because it says email chuck in really big letters (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) just like flashes in the digital font (laughs) email chuck (laughs) it's all and like the screen it's like like dark orange text on a red screen it looks so like unfriendly to anyone with any type of color blindness yeah yes However, so, I would love uh, to have this after, device. Get me this device. Yes. Matt disconnects and just has this thing. Well, I can send emails uh, with apparently a ton of data. Party, yeah, it's big email. Is it, yeah, what is it? Hotmail? Uh, he sent it. All the data the CIA has. <laughs> he, put right? it in a, he put it in an RAR. Uh, to, uh, to, to, to a Yahoo the CIA account. Has. <laughs> it's not just all of the data the CIA has. It's also all of the data the NSA has. That's true. It was right. a joint task force. Right. With Tony Todd and that other person, uh, these are these uh, are Wendy uh, information to help them stop assassinations. Apparently, that's right. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah. So after his birthday party, Chuck uh, goes to the computer and sees that he got this email, and it's like this text-based game that him and Zork. Bryce made in college called Zork. No, it's they or modded. Not, they modded. I could. I've, Zork is like is that a real thing? Video game. Yes, it is okay. an incredibly I'm real unaware game. of a text-based game. Uh, 
and there's like a riddle and Chuck solves it and then he is suddenly hit with all of these flashing images that clearly that to him feel like he sees them in like 10 seconds but it appears to be like 12 hours or something and he is like like passes out and he now uh, his brain is the computer that has the CIA and NSA secrets on it he does seem to do this very quickly in the finale not to get too ahead of myself but like it took a long time the first time does it get shorter as you like build up your brain which is a muscle uh as you build that up like i expected him to pass out and then wake up 12 hours later long after the bomb had exploded in the finale given what happens the pilot also, I mean, you know, who knows how many, like, uh, versions they've rolled out since then, mm. bug fixes, you know, like, <laughs> intersect patch 2.31. <laughs> it's the next gen, the you know. It's where a, you pass yeah. out. <laughs> Chuck keeps T-posing on accident. It's like a whole... <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> and just standing at the computer, arms outstretched, just in- getting uh, so much fucking soft-locked my truck. Uh, <laughs> Intersect brought to you by CD Project Red. <laughs> so this vexes uh, CIA director Langston Graham, played by the immortal Tony Todd, uh, and McCain. national security director, uh, who does not have a name given here, but was played by Wendy McKenna of Sister Act and Sister Act 2. I'm certain that Tony Todd is a very sweet, kind man in real life, but how many people on this planet are scarier than him? Because it feels like a very low number. That's really the only reason, like, Candyman works as a movie. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. It's like, this dude's voice is insane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, like, I'm, like, I, you know, give me a bit and I'll probably come up with a few, but, like, very high, in, like, very high in the list of, like, turning down a hallway. And if Tony Todd's there and said hello to me, I would be like, time to jump out the window? It's like him, him and Caleb Landry Jones. Oh my God, he's genuinely great in the in one of the Riverdale like horror episodes that he is in. Like he's a genuinely really good part of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's He's great as Worf's brother in Star Trek: Next Generation too, which is not a a villainous role, but is a a certainly scary role. You know, (laughs) I mean, you want that on your side (laughs) anyway. The CIA orders. John, Major John Casey, which is the Adam Baldwin character, to hunt down Chuck. Uh, or at least to track down the recipient of the... Yeah, hunt down Chuck. Uh, so we get to... We go to Buy More, which is like a combination of like Best Buy and like a big box, like a Target or even it's a Costco, maybe. Best type. It definitely is Costco. Best, best yeah, co- it's Costco with a Best Buy in it. Uh, it's Hell itself. Tell. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, Chuck works at the Nerd Herd, which is their parody of the Geek Squad, and they're all talking about how it's, you know, this new virus is going around because uh, there's one porn star from Serbia whose website is just crashing every single computer that gets brought in. A common problem that the Geek Squad uh, deals with for real, I'm sure. Um, That's not a real porn star, I checked. I like the idea, though, that it's like <laughs> they wouldn't use a real porn star for this. No, even though this is the era when, like, Sasha Gray was trying to, like, transition into, like, a different career, uh, they <laughs> would not do that. If her credits were on NBC sitcom, or, like, a dramedy thing, and uh, you know, action comedy, and, and then a Soderbergh film, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so, they're talking about that, and then Sarah Walker, the Yvonne Strahovski character, shows up, and they're like, who is this hot girl? Uh... And she leaves Chuck her business card. And cell phones dead by Beck plays at some point around here. That's right. God. Of course, this show, there's a this Beck show drop. has such Beck energy. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
and that it's a Scientologist, but people... And and no, it's just Beck like listener the, energy. The, the Beck sure. fan base oh, yeah. is like people that like watched and were on and wrote Chuck to me. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that for it's sure. Just like it's like the it, same vibe I get, where I'm just like, I guess people are into this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chuck fixes Sarah's phone, decides not to call her. He goes home. Coward. And, and I also wouldn't have called someone her. Someone is trying to steal his computer in like an all black getup or whatever, and then him and Morgan were like, "Let's combat this intruder by." Yeah. By hitting each other in the nuts. I hadn't seen a, a nut shot on TV in a while. It was funny. It was good. Yeah, no, a nut shot's yeah. hilarious. I love the slapstick. It was a decent slapstick sequence, right? I agree. There. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I really did like the fight scene, actually. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is. I think it's also just because it's been like years of just terrible fight choreography across yeah. all media recently. So seeing this, I was like, oh, what it was a pleasant surprise. It was great to be able to see what was happening. The computer winds up just getting dropped. And it breaks, and the shooter escapes, and turns out Sarah. Uh, and yeah, that she um, is CIA. <gasps> wow! And has just some truly absurd weaponry throughout all, the, this episode. Very fun. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so. uh, she comes back to the store and uh, asks Chuck out on a date, and this is very exciting for him. And we get a montage of them each getting ready. At first, he's a little like, ah, ooh, and then, like, Morgan in the back is just like, he's free and would love to hang out that night. Yeah. Absolutely. He's got nothing going on. Because Morgan, for all his flaws, pretty good wingman. Yes. Uh, than, at least, at least a supportive than, friend. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, they're going on a date. We get a montage of Truck getting ready and uh, Sarah uh, getting ready because she's also actually getting ready to do cool spy shit. So she puts on, like, body armor how would we rate Chuck's outfit for this day? He's oh, approaching okay. Landry Corps. He's wearing Landry Corps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, wearing, he's wearing the when, button down over the... When, or, when she said, yeah. put these on, I'm I'm a woman, I know what women like, and was holding a long sleeve t-shirt and a button down, a short sleeve button down, like my heart like sank. God, God forgive us, honestly. <laughs> and then, but, but there was, the good thing though is that like she's getting ready and the way she's getting ready, yeah, she's like walking around in just her underwear, like strapping guns to her back, knives to her ankle. She's putting on a Kevlar vest, and I was like, she's gonna show up wearing way too intense of an outfit, and then she's actually wearing something that is just, just pretty dress. casual. Yeah, she's got like yeah. no, she's got like jeans and like a kind of loose top. She's like, yeah, let's just uh, let's just uh, go. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. first date, night, yeah, good, good, good choice. To, uh, she's a pro, man. I know. I'm. I. You underestimated a Mexican restaurant. an excellent <laughs> operative in the field. I did, because uh, I thought that the TV show would have, like, she shows up and, you know, like a uh, an outfit from a Bond movie. And it's that they're like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. She understands disguises much better than the NSA guys uh, who we see later who are just like, what if we infiltrated this club just wearing suits and having earpieces on visibly <laughs> and, care, like, pointing guns around? No one it's will a- notice It's this. Agent Smith but that's getting and I, I appreciate that. Yes. Uh, they go on a date to this Mexican restaurant, they flirt, they're having a good time, and Sarah starts to notices that they're being followed by these NSA freaks, and uh, they're like, let's go dancing, and they go in this club, and she does, like, way over-the-top sexy dance moves as a way to distract Chuck from that she's, like, throwing knives at people uh, in a huge crowd. <laughs> and incredible scene. Whatever, just, like, takes these guys out, uh... I would love Yo, to be fooled by somebody who is doing this and then find did out we, about wait, them doing it Wait, did we talk about the... 
Do we talk about the jet needle drop? Does that happen around here? Oh, God. Maybe there was jet in this episode. I didn't catch it, but I saw it on the soundtrack. Was it the jet song that we know? I don't think so. No, it was not. You're going to be my girl. Uh, It was not cold hard bitch. No. Uh, Cold hard bitches one. jet. How many more? That's you got, not Travis? like bunch. Well, you're yeah. thinking a crazy bitch. On a lip. I am thinking I crazy. Think no, no, no. Yeah. no, 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 no. Travis is talking about a song that exists. Yes, it is by Jet. Yep. Uh, I started Cold Hard B, and then it was like Cold Hard Boiled Eggs while pregnant. That's what I like Google. <laughs> <laughs> Travis, someone... what have you been? What are you? You got some news? <laughs> I I listened to. Um, Jet's first album, which was called Oh Get Shine On, get, right? Or is that the second one with the monkey? I think that's the second one. The monkey, the monkey P the had monkey? to be the second one. Yeah. Okay. They wouldn't. So, they wouldn't try to debut like that. They would at that time. Their first album was called Get Born. Get Born. Uh, they had they had Look What You've Done on it, which had the had the the scared animal music video. Uh, <laughs> they're Australian. Huh. Yeah, they're they're NBC show music. That's what they were built for. They were <laughs> built for it, yeah. really yeah, you, harmless drops in NBC shows. You get to see that progression when Mike. we get to the the um, the last episode because we get yeah. the waffles and waltz, waffles and waltz. That song. <laughs> oh, that was in the that was in the final. <laughs> That's episode. where we went yeah. because of fucking Fleet Foxes or whatever coming out, and yeah. suddenly all music sounded like that. Well, that or the Black Oh. <laughs> Oh yeah, when gold on the There's ceiling. There's a black keys drop in the finale too. And I was like, yeah, how many times has the black keys been played on shows yeah, that we've yeah. watched? That's that's like, what I was, when, like, was referencing. Yeah, that gold on the ceiling as she's walking on the beach. Yeah, when <sighs> when gold on the ceiling started, my brain automatically was like, oh, I'm about to watch an NBA <laughs> highlight because I think they had. <laughs> it was the March used, Madness theme for. Oh, it was March Madness. Yeah. March oh, Madness yeah. or it was yeah. the playoffs? I think it was March Madness one year. It was. Um, it was just for. There was an entire season or you know period of the season. Yeah. And like, as the biggest Black Keys apologist here, I think that's their worst song. Um, it's fun that this is a podcast with three people from Northeastern Ohio, and we were just like absolutely silent in that moment of like, okay, <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. fine. I don't know, they're fine. Those, that yeah, band is fine. fine. That band they're is fine. fine. <laughs> the best I thing still about that love band, Rubber Factory. The best thing about that band is how much Jack White hates them. That's wonderful. <laughs> that but even he's made amends with Dan Auerbach. Um, then that's uh, that, well, good still. Film. Yeah, good for them, but also the whole, like, I don't want him fucking talking to my kid. People who <laughs> anyway. went to Paris were nothing alike in that email or whatever that leaked. Yes. Amazing. You moved to Nashville after me. We've just talked about this on the podcast before because the Black Keys are so ubiquitous <laughs> on television in the two- late 2000s. Yeah. Um, we haven't even for watched all we know they could. S- I was going to say, for all we know, they could still be airing or appearing on NBA, yeah. like, you know, on, on network shows like TV this. shows yeah. that we don't watch. There's advertising NFL mm-hmm. games, and we're like, that sounds shitty. And. I watched when I was watching the NFL yesterday. They aired an ad, and they were like FBI crossover event. There are three shows on CBS right now that are called FBI, <laughs> and one of them was called like FBI International. And I was like, "That's just the CIA." Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, FBI, FBI International, FBI Most Wanted. Do you know who the? Do you want to guess who the creator of this show is? Uh, Dick Wolf. Yes, Travis. Yeah. Thank God. That makes a man sense. who just goes. A man who We've just not goes, done a Dick Wolf show. That's pretty wild. Yeah, because they all because he all he does they, is they go. Still, hey, they still exist. They're you know all that still institution. Running. You know that institution. What if it was a show, and then somebody's like, "Here's a bunch of money." <laughs> yeah. Chicago exists. 
I would love if he just kept going and going to like the logical conclusion where it's like Yonkers school board or something. <laughs> <So> like, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really matter. It's just like people who are 70 who are falling asleep to it. You know, FBI yeah. International follows the elite operatives in the FBI's what? international fly team, which is headquartered in Budapest. They are charged with locating and neutralizing threats hook. against Americans wherever they may mm. be without using guns. Oh. Without using guns? Oh. They use knives. Yeah. So Chuck and Sarah get in a car chase in the Nerd Herd Mobile, um, which is a Toyota Yaris, I believe. And uh, they do cool car foo. And then, uh, like, they get in, like, huge crashes and are, like, they get T-boned. Like, Sarah gets hit with a fucking car. Yeah. And then it's just fine. And then uh, same with, she does the thing. She gets the, like, bumper things to pop up and, like, crash the NSA guy's car into it and they're also fine. And she gets a ninja star blasted with glass and shattered fucking metal. Like, yeah, probably should have like like second degree burns, you know, from the explosion of it. And she's fine. She's fine. It's okay. She's a pro. They go up to a skyscraper. She explains what's going on. The NSA guys get there and they get in sort of like a weird version of Mexican standoff. Yeah, because Chuck doesn't Chuck doesn't have a gun, so it's not yeah. really a Mexican standoff. Well, it's more of a love triangle because a love triangle always only has like there's it never finishes the triangle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, mm. But while all of this is happening, Chuck has been remember or has been like, you know, getting info about some I think it's a, this a, a NATO general. Like the he's yeah. supposed to be making a speech and yeah. there's a bomb threat from a yeah, I, I guess so. so. What happened earlier is one of the visions that he had when he was like kind of like freaking out and running. Uh, uh, he went to a hardware store and he saw like a, a, a demolitions expert or something or like a bomb guy, you know? Um, Some yeah. Eastern European Some coded. Eastern European dude with like Ooh. a cool jacket, you know, cool duster. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he shreds his credibility as a nerd because he says he has a Terminator vibe. When the guy really has a Kyle Reese vibe. Yeah. Come on, man. It's the name of the film. Yeah, but he's not the the, the name of the film is named after the, the character of the Terminator, who is not Kyle Reese. That's right. I was gonna try and like really try and bend over backwards and make like a Frankenstein's monster style joke, <laughs> and my heart wasn't in it, and I'm gonna i I'm just gonna say that. Yeah. And I don't feel like getting into Terminator nomenclature because that <laughs> shit is stupid when you look into it. It's not yeah, when you get when you get too not deep consistent into it. at all. Uh, but yeah, that was that that threat yeah. that's in this like banquet yeah. hall um, is that he kind of inter- intervenes in the midst of this like Mexican standoff to be like, yeah. you need me, and I know like this we can you know, like we have to There's stop this. There's a bomb that's happening. I know it's in, and he's doing it in his very like kind of like like rushed nervous voice and everything like that. And so the three of them go, f- go in uh, kind of comical, like, you know, chase run in through to get to the, the banquet hall to try to like, nobody stops bomb. them. Nobody, nobody stops, stops them. Nobody says Chuck's anything tripping all over everything. Absolutely. He's like, yeah, well, they seem way more like people that are there to assassinate a general than anyone else. <laughs> because they're just rushing in with no, no. credentials. <laughs> This is actually just insight into how Travis plays Hitman because <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think people <laughs> who just run into spots are making a good assassination attempt. No, but it does seem more like a thing that would happen. But yeah, the bomb is under this uh, whatever food tray thing and it's actually a computer uh, that can be defused by he infects it with the porn virus uh, and saves the day. 
good good setup callback right yeah. there. Yeah, that's that's good screenwriting. Anyway, I guess I guess we have to keep this guy alive, and then Sarah becomes his handler, and that is the pilot. Well, oh hey hey he yeah because he also uh, goes to the you beach. Know, they go to the beach. This is important. Yeah, and he finds some self confidence. Oh, yeah, they go to the beach. This. Yeah, they he go also to- applies to be the assistant manager. Yeah. So. Yes, he goes right. There's we have, I forgot about the subplot with like the bald Asian guy who's like mean about his that he's going to get the assistant manager job. I don't think he, I think he's only there he, for the, a guy, a the guy rock climber. They might as well have just like hired fucking Doctor Ken Jong probably his? wasn't and was is this right around <laughs> when Ken Jong is the same year as this? Yeah, so, this yeah, is right but, when he's uh, going from being Judd Apatow's doctor to being an actor. Yeah. But yeah, Chuck, because he realizes that he's needed by the CIA, has found the confidence within himself to, (laughs) first of all, tell off an NSA psycho and also apply to be the assistant manager at Bymore. I love the humble ambition uh, of him of like, I could be the assistant manager. You could easily be making untold millions with the CIA secrets. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, I would like a minor pay raise and maybe, maybe I'll benefit. Yeah, it seems like he could just be like, hello, CIA, please pay me. Yeah. (laughs) It's $1 million per question. It would make him too cynical of a character for the show if he was doing that. But, I mean, it would also make him a much smarter character. And, you know, someone who, you know, we could relate to a little bit more. Yeah. I think this is the most important question, and if it's been asked before, uh, before when I when I wasn't on yet, forgive me. Uh, what state secret would you most be excited about knowing if you had the intersect? And I'm looking. I want to know, and I'm looking directly at Matt and Luke. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you guys can also give answers, but I'm looking directly at we're you looking, guys. We're looking at the. We're Bible looking book, at old Miss book, folks. Oh. I think most fun. The most fun file to explore would be the ways that they tried to kill Fidel Fidel Castro. Oh yeah, that would be great. Yeah, to really, like, really, really love, dig into that. You know, like the diagrams of the exploding cigar. Because yeah, because like the that. fact that we know about the exploding cigar, what don't? That's the limited hangout. What <laughs> yeah, don't right. we know? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. That is a really good point. Yeah, <laughs> that it, it. I that would be great. Some crazy like. Q and Q in the James Bond sense Q stuff yeah, that you yeah. can really like put together is like the, the Eddie Izzard joke of like oh yeah we've got you some uh, jam trousers here these <laughs> trousers <laughs> like I, I would love just really any of the like spy bullshit that they can find uh, but especially me, the, the Fidel stuff would be great for yeah. me it was during the height of the uh, space race where they're like what if we blew up the moon like what if like we have the plan <laughs> yeah what if we actually tried to blow up the moon just to make sure they couldn't get there first? What if we blew up the moon? I would want to know what everything if, about that part. I guess mine would probably be, I would want to know a little bit more about like, well, f- first like MK ultra, but then also, um, yeah. also uh, about the, uh, uh, um, hate Ashbury free clinic in San oh, Francisco. Man, yeah. Um, I guess a little bit I more in terms of it, about I'd the... just send it to Tom O'Neill. It's <laughs> like, here you go, buddy. This is the thanks, rest thanks of the episode. For... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would probably be like the, the, um, I mean, it, just really to kind of like know and understand like c- the scope of what like COINTELPRO was going, how that was like being dispersed in through like, late 60s counterculture and specifically not just like kind of tip of the iceberg with like Manson and everything like that but how not only like the the um the use of like 
the development of LSD and its role with the CIA then being you turn from like a failed mind control thing into being a way to pacify a certain, you know, subset of government resistance. I think there's a lot that can be kind of like dug into that. You know, specifically in that clinic, specifically in Haight Ashbury, I think it would be really interesting. Telling my friends when they do drugs that they're actually just being, they're doing a psyop. That's yeah, right. that's right. <laughs> Guy, okay, it's, I don't know if it's the official position of, as you know, but it's the official, official position of me that it's okay, go ahead, do LSD. That's fine. Take LSD. But you still yeah. are doing a psyop. It's okay. You're doing a psyop. You, you are, are doing a psyop. You gotta separate the but art from the artist. Exactly, you know, uh, like... I, I think just know I the history. Like, yeah, I still I like, like we're not, I feel like we're not entirely <laughs> anti-psyop here. Are we not? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah we're not entirely anti-psyop because, I, I, as I said, it's totally fine. Take LSD. The only psyop I like is psyop Abelman. Hey, there he is. folks. Wow. <laughs> to answer the, your question of what state secrets you want to see, I want to see where they have their rankings of which um, creatures from various films uh, they would like to use as uh, biological weapons or military uh, things like the dinosaurs in Jurassic World or uh, the xenomorph or what have you. Absolutely. I mean, That'd be cool. They keep yeah. tabs on that. They get ideas from those movies. Oh, sure. That sounds sure, like sure, a crack sure. article. It's not the other way the around. Yeah. <laughs> I Although it could know, be a little actually, bit the other way around. You know what? So I don't. So I'm going to come from this from a from an from an angle of ignorance. Okay. Because you know that the CIA or like some of their subsidiaries, the right word, probably not, um, <laughs> probably not the right word, uh, have developed drugs that people have not been able to try for, for purposes other than recreationally. Uh, but then like, if it got out and someone did it recreationally, like what the fuck would that do? Like, that's what I want to see. I want to see those drugs that they developed and no one Steven, actually has tried in public. Steven dying because of a secret CIA drug that no one <laughs> yeah. had ever taken recreationally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Steven is going to become the uh, scene in character. the thing when they touch the <laughs> sample and it like explodes. Like, like and, and the blood LSD sort of just experiment. like runs away. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, but like the, you know, there's at least an drug that no one has really ever, no public person has ever yeah. really tried that the CIA developed. Yeah, I like this for you. I, I hope you get to try this drug. <laughs> I guess it would also like the first draft of the screenplay for Zero Dark Thirty. That'd be a cool one. <laughs> Good CIA secret. <laughs> just see where that script went. You know, the development of it. I just want to find my own phone conversations. Yeah. Uh, or also, Twitter, or Travis, Twitter DM Travis, logs. That's the lamest thing I've ever heard. Just be like, what do they got? What are they interested in? Who has to look I at would, this? I would want to know. I would want to know if there was any like alien shit. I would want to know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's a really. But yeah, I mean, we all know they found those metals. Anyway. But I want to see what alien shit. Like, there's some specifics, you know. They have <laughs> some specifics. <laughs> So uh, and they're scary specifics. <laughs> Even the idea of them frightened you in that moment. Yeah. Would you guys keep watching Chuck based on this pilot? So you know, I, I did. Yeah, when same. I was, uh, yeah, several um, of you did. Yeah, I, I, was, I was expecting it. Young, I was expecting yeah. it to be shitty because of the amount of time that has passed and yeah. some of the forms of humor and and stuff. the use of Cobra style. And then he's <laughs> the over over encumbrance of ba dun 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 dun. Um, 
But uh, no, I enjoyed it. I thought it was well put together. I mean, it, it's this this for me. I, I I there were a lot of shows where I was like, this is whatever. I don't care about this. And you guys were like mashed potatoes on my brain. Put it put them inside my my salsi of my brain um and i was like yeah i don't know this is that for me this was gushy this was yeah. gooey gooey gush yeah this was this was <laughs> that sweet gooey gush. And gushy. Yeah. get it get it in my lobes absolutely get it all up in my lobes just like yeah. knead it into my lobes man. steven yeah. steven just likes really... tv again and i'm not happy with it yeah <laughs> Just a week after saying yeah. he didn't like TV, he's found that he likes it again. He's like, uh, gush me up. He's got ninjas and nut shots. What more do you want? Yeah. I had a I had a high anxiety weekend, uh, and I watched Chuck, and it was like, I was like, oh, right. This Did you watch a bunch of Mel TV Brooks movies? The show was fine. Matt, I would oh, of course. It. Anything that is mashed potatoes to any of us, Travis hates. Travis, do you have a mashed potatoes show? Or vibe. Michigan I State. F- I feel like my mashed potato show was like justified or something. Eh, that checks good, out. Though. That checks out. No, I feel it's like it's too good of a show. Actually, but guys, it's also it's so wire, stupid. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's a really dumb show. Yeah. I think that's no, the only the requirement. It can be Travis good. Travis has watched it like five times, he said. I think the fun episodes of Breaking Bad might count as mashed potatoes. Yeah. Because mine has always been like Star Trek for me. Like any yeah. specifically like next generation, but like it, you can also do Deep Space Nine or like original series, and that's just total like it's yeah, the good goo. Absolutely, put that goop, drill <laughs> a hole into my head, and put the goop right there. I mean, I mean, Curb. I guess if you're doing the like, what have you rewatched a lot? You're the most depraved person I know, and people don't talk about it enough. It's a comedy. It's there to make you laugh. You're what being show did an, I, you're being what show did I just miss you saying? It's, yeah. Oh, curb, 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 curb. Yeah, oh, I know. Okay. When you said you're being anti-Semitic, you answered the question. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't actually need to hear the name of the show. Um, yeah, curb, curb, is, curb is my equivalent of people who like rewatch The Office all the time, or rewatch Parks and Rec all the time. <laughs> Which me. is wild because that show's pretty. It's pretty stressful. Like it's a stressful no, it's show. That's like it's the point. It's a great time. Sickening. <laughs> <laughs> you're just being too. Wa- you're being a, a wasp about this, or whatever. It's just. <laughs> You don't understand. Yeah. Could it's be in part a of my culture. Wasp, no, 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 no. <laughs> Stephen Doughton. It's part of my it's culture. So you guys are too. You're too Midwestern. My mother. So my I, mother I was raised like Mormon. It. You're from the Midwest. Yes, but <laughs> I've been told I have an East Coast vibes, which okay. means that's Jew. anti-Semitic. And Who so told you that? That, been, <laughs> that, yeah, that, that is an anti-Semitic thing to yeah. say. <laughs> it was another. It was another Jewish friend of mine who was the person who said that, but it does just mean Jew. <laughs> this is an extremely Midwestern podcast. Yeah. It literally is. Right, we posted a podcast about the Big Ten. It's the Big Ten podcast. <laughs> Anyways, the finale. Let's talk about Angus McFadden. Yeah, so Chuck uh, has a two part finale, which we did not realize. Uh, that right. aired at the same night. So we just watched the second part, which is called Chuck yeah. versus the Goodbye, which yeah. is why it, opens, why, why it opens with a title card that says two weeks later. That's right. <laughs> I watched all of it. Oh, uh, Stephen! Right, well, don't tell us what happened before. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate your you service. No, I do, guys, guys. The only thing better is if we give Stephen like two minutes to tell us everything that happened in an episode. Right, put, put it on sure, the clock. Oh my god! Two minutes on the clock. Okay. Okay. Give me a sec, Stephen. Are you ready to tell us everything that happened 
in the first part of Chuck that we forgot to watch because we didn't realize. <laughs> because okay. Chuck does not deserve a fucking two-part finale. Starting it's a long two minutes, two minutes on the clock, starting three, two, one, go. So, uh, a man named Quinn kidnaps Sarah, wipes her memory, teaches, tells her that Chuck and all of his friends are long-conning her, and she's long-conning them, and it's all just an assignment, and then she tries to kill him but doesn't and he manages to convince her and then she goes back to uh to chuck's uh house with his friends and she normally they normally touch feet but she doesn't want to touch feet so chuck knows (laughs) that uh it's not her but then they all go so they all go into so he's he wants to download the she wants to download the the in the invermectin what is it called (laughs) Isolation intersect in the glasses, but he he his dad got bacula said that he should destroy it, and he's like, oh, well, we're gonna go destroy it, and so then he goes and they try to destroy it, but then she actually uploads it, but then he sneaks it from her, uh, and she doesn't realize, and then he's like, oh, Chuck's this badass, so then she goes and kidnaps Ellie and holds a gun at her at lunch, and then Ellie drives her car. This is a seatbelt thing, so so she doesn't put her seatbelt, so Ellie crashes into a car and. Sarah gets knocked out, and then he tries to convince uh, her. And then at the end of the episode, the stupidest fucking thing happens, and Quinn basically reveals that he lied the whole time, tries to shoot her. Chuck takes the bullet for her, but was wearing a, a, a uh, suit. Uh, mm. But then he gets away. And, uh, and then Chuck's like, okay, well... Am I actually, did I lose her forever? And then they're all trying to convince him that he didn't lose her forever. And she's like, I got to go. I'm going to go kill Quinn, the, the, you know, the guy with the hair, the kind of shitty hair. But he waits uh, two weeks yeah. to do this? Ends up being the villain. <laughs> and then, yeah, well, t- well he, she needed two weeks to find him. Sure. Uh, yeah. Was that not two minutes? Two minutes is so long. Two weeks yeah. after all of that, uh, Quinn, he's on a plane. He's trying to buy pieces of a key from a guy named Edgar, uh, who worked for something called Fulcrum. Uh, mm. And this will repair Fulcrum. the intersect, allow it to be reprogrammed. And Sarah stowed away inside a suitcase or something. Uh, <laughs> and Literally, he, she's going after him only because when he like thought he won, he's like, yes, I fooled you the whole time. Haha. Instead of like playing his hand better because it's fucking... Stupid, stupid boy. <laughs> yes. Stupid he does this boy. another time in the finale. So Sarah, yeah, she gets out of the suitcase and she's trying to. She's sneak in high up heels, by and, the way. She she emerges shoot, from the yeah, suitcase in high, high heels, heels. The sneakiest item that you have, uh, and tries to sneak up and shoot Quinn. And the Chuck Wiki says Quinn senses her presence, but I interpreted it as senses it's very obvious presence? that she's right there, <laughs> and so he she's gets a gun. In the high heels. That's You're the right. thing. And like, I think yeah. you can see her, frankly. Yeah. And so she, he, we, we think Sarah's going to win, but then he goes, This will be very painful <laughs> for you. For you? <laughs> yeah. uh, explodes the door. Yeah. Knowing knowing that this is a two-parter makes it so much funnier because I was like, oh, weird like Bond style opening in media res, mid-mission. How yeah. long's Angus McFadden been the villain? And then Steven's just like, an episode. Yeah. yeah, all of this just happened. No, no, they're, they they build up to it a bit because uh, they've been talking he... about how the invermectin makes people forget <laughs> things. Stop. And Morgan had and it earlier. Sterile, actually, Stephen. That's what they've shown. Is they were like, yo, all these people are shitting out their intestinal lining, and yeah. it's bad. Uh, 
But yeah, Quinn grabs the side piece from uh, Edgar and shoots at Sarah, and then uh, she blows the door open of the plane. And again, the Chuck Wiki is inaccurate here because uh, Sarah blows out the door of the plane and dives for safety. And it's like, no, Sarah hits her head on the fucking wall out of the and plane. And then just flies and through falls the air unconscious out of the plane. <laughs> yeah, like, which is not great. And then we cut Good back sequence, to Chuck, though. who... Uh, is depressed because his wife, because I guess him and Sarah got married at some point, uh, doesn't, you know, has lost her memories. And I just want to go back. It's, Travis, did you refer to a sidearm as a side piece? Yes, I did. That's not where the term originally in, comes from. In, in, huh. in, maybe. in Travis's defense, you could call a gun a piece. Yeah, it's no, it's like, yeah, it's not. It's not, not totally wrong. crazy. I just I don't think I've ever heard anyone do that before. You guys all did not like the girl no that Edgar's dating on the side. Yeah, Quinn grabbed her and shot Sarah with her. Well, you said uh, side piece from, and I immediately thought you were gonna say, yeah. "Oh, this actor who played a side piece on a television show." <laughs> nope. No. I don't know who this fucking guy is. Wait, you I don't guys know didn't write Fatten is either. Wait, <laughs> kind of looks like Wait. Alfred Molina. Are we not bit. talking about who the other guy was? Who's the other guy? Jacob, that was Mark Pellegrino. Yeah, yeah that yeah, was Mark Pellegrino. from I, Satan himself I know, from I noticed, Supernatural. I noticed Mark Pellegrino. Clocked him immediately. Yeah. Was like, there. You can't trust that guy. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Chuck's sad because his life's ruined because Sarah doesn't remember him, and they're like, you can win her back by using whatever you're being yourself and using your using lips, the chemistry that you guys have. Her memories will return, and yeah, you can well, use a magical kiss like a fairy tale, yep. and it'll be fine. Uh, and even and though, like, okay, even we, though. They say this is like lame Disney movie shit that you just watched fucking Sleeping Beauty or whatever. It is still the premise of the episode. It does still keep coming yes. up. Also, Sleeping Beauty, like the best Disney film. It looks ridiculous. Sure. It looked great to me when I was like five. It's not even in Matt's top ten Disney films. That's right. <laughs> Matt, God. Matt is a guy who rides for the sword in the stone. That's his big one. Mm-hmm. Matt, Matt, the world's biggest Oliver and company I w- friend. <laughs> I don't yeah, think he loves Billy Matt's he top ten Billy Disney Joel. movies. It's just a bunch of fucking blanks. He's like, I'm too cool to like Disney. No, uh, Matt would lead with Touchstone Pictures. He would say, my favorite Disney film is Armageddon, <laughs> which is technically a Disney film because it's a Touchstone picture. Yeah, and then like the Lizzie McGuire movie or something. <laughs> What's your favorite? What's your favorite Disney movie, Matt? Cars two, because it broke the facade. <laughs> die. <laughs> that that like Pixar was like a cutting down. edge company <laughs> that was like doing things that way. Because it broke the facade. What that Disney is good. I think that Pixar is like an import, like a forward thinking. Uh, I, I think is what he's getting at. Which doesn't even get into the fact that Pixar, that was partially because Disney took greater control of Pixar right. and thus started asking for more sequels to be pumped out instead of, yeah. you know, the independently minded films they were known for. Uh, so they're like, we got to find Sarah. So they talked to Jeff and Lester and the perverts that they know uh, to help track her down. This was the and, worst. Which is like scene. an extended sequence to be like, how are they going to figure this? Like, they do go through all this stuff to figure out, and it's like, uh, she's at the store. Like, which is a good bit, I guess. Yeah. Like, that's an amusing joke to set up. That it's like, oh, yeah. she's right there. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but the so, premise yeah, of like it, it was just so fucking bit. vile. Yes, yeah. it was gross. Yeah. Um, the premise that that a bunch of pervy guys know how to track down any guy, girl. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, again, the show has Adam Baldwin in it, so like later on, it was probably you know a thing that he was like, yeah, yeah that's is, accurate. Um, yeah, this is unfortunately prescient. Really, is, <laughs> is the worst yeah, part so about it's it. It's hard to play for comedy yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, is, this is what people. This is what people do to like female Twitch streamers. Yeah, only yes. that instead of being like, okay, now you can go get her, they're like. You know, we're going to send you weird mail or, you know, have the SWAT team appear at your home because yeah. you didn't like my favorite game. Yeah. Yes. And by didn't like, you mean gave like an 8 out of 10 to whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, she's there and she wants to use the resources. Like she knows she's read Chuck's file. She knows who she who he is, but she's just like, yeah, sorry, I can't access like love for you. Man, that's all she gone. is stone cold when she's just like, I read your file. This is one I of the most brutal things I've ever seen somebody say to somebody on television. Yeah. If but, like, that part was great. <laughs> she wants to use the resources at Castle, which I think is now like the something that Chuck runs out from under it, No, Castle is the name of just what they would call their like headquarters. Yes. Um, and she wants to use this resource to track down a German arms dealer named Renny Deutsch. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I, I had an, I did it. I'm doing the thing where I forgot I had a note. Um, did we talk about the names of the people who were in the perv squad? Including Jake, including Jeff and Lester, including, no, 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 no the, per, the perv squad, pig in a poke and, and the only girl Starbuck. Ah, <laughs> no, I didn't even catch that. <laughs> I'm going to begrudgingly give them credit for having the only girl be named Starbuck. Yeah, it's yeah. a good joke. Yeah, uh, Randy Deutsch. They track him to Berlin, and they, I'm Sarah sorry, takes I'm sorry. Truck. The German arms dealer was it's named <laughs> Randy Deutsch. Randy Deutsch. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. is the, that? I, I invoke this a bunch, but this is the equivalent of the fire or another the uh, Full Metal Alchemist character called Roy Mustang, where you're like, oh, is he un American? Randy Deutsch should be the villain in a Johnny English movie the where you know where um <laughs> yeah. where uh he, he, what's his fucking face uh Rowan atkinson. atkinson plays a spy good yeah. like yeah i forgot that we for the running bit for a while of would the show be improved if mr bean was the main character the answer is yes the yes, answer with chuck absolutely. is that it happened it was the johnny english films basically yeah. 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 look yeah, at yeah, this yeah. unassuming spy is johnny english better than chuck well <laughs> The quest, a question that a, a sentence that has never been strung together in the history of recorded language. That's yeah. why you come here to this podcast. That's right to experience this, something it, that's never to been experienced. Experience before. one of us ask a question and none of us give an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's for you to unpack. A lot of important questions raised by our show. I'll, I'll raise like another important question that I am curious about your guys' answer to, which is: Is Chuck better than Burn Notice? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Really? Yes. I, I like only because it takes more. itself so much less know. seriously. Yeah. I didn't think so Burn Notice took Twitch. itself seriously at all. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, it's better than it's better well, than the finale Chuck. Did. I mean, it's better than Burn Notice because at no point during Chuck is there someone like you know uh, one and a half coffees in in the voiceover booth, just like so. When you have an intersect in your brain, the way <laughs> things work is that. You'll trigger on random things, including sometimes a ballpoint pen. And then he would like stare at a ballpoint pen and, you know, recreate yeah. like a scene from John Wick or something. There was, there was never a part, a moment during Chuck where I was like, I bet most of the show's fans read The Chive. But Burn oh. Notice, that was like the whole vibe of it. No, everybody so, who liked Chuck I think is just on Reddit difference. all the time. Oh, is that what? Okay. 
I saw people with with stupid like either shirts or bumper stickers that said "Keep calm, keep calm and drive on. on." Oh, yeah. and I literally didn't know what that was. That's what that yeah. is. is that, Steven What's was just the, going around being like, those guys really like chives. <laughs> did I miss a bit about like the green onion looking things? No, it was like a website that was like, here's some like hot on. ladies and like epic shit that you, you know, whatever. It's more like a cross somewhere between like early Bleacher Report and like Maddox. I don't know what that second one was. Nope. You don't remember Maddox, the guy who wrote all the like epic man stuff like the fucking uh the the alphabet of manliness shit all this mid no garbage oh good no, for you i know what you're talking about you guys i have more i've Maybe always been more online do. than you guys so this just more confirms it uh <laughs> i didn't know it was ever up for debate <laughs> yeah uh so i they go to berlin which i didn't even realize was happening because the joke is that berlin is very suspiciously similar to burbank uh, <laughs> as far as the locations they go. So they go to another Mexican restaurant that's also a German restaurant and find Deutsch there. And it's like the exact same set as the restaurant they went to in the first episode, um, but the German flags. And Chuck's trying to rekindle like their first date, and Sarah's like, I too focused. And he's like, doing this in the normal chill way by going, it's just like all of this stuff you don't remember. Yeah. Deutsch reveals he's going to be meeting Quinn at a consulate function, and... Chuck and Sarah follow him, only discover Quinn has moved the location again. And they fall into a place called Wienerlicious. What was the um, point of this other than to just like show us some shit from earlier seasons? That, it was that really why does it need it? another point? I was just wondering, like, it just didn't no. seem like it was very um, justifiable. <laughs> people like it when they dance, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, it's for the fans who like you know? remember the pilot, not the people who just watched the pilot right yeah. before. You get to see how far he's gone. <laughs> he's gone from not being able to dance at all while she kills people to being, like, suave on the dance floor. Yeah. Uh, so they go to a Wienerlicious, which apparently is a chain that, again, exists in Burbank and where Sarah has worked before as, like, a cover. Yeah. And she's, like, doing kind of what her job was there. So and uh, I, I she still has some memories. When I first saw this show, I was like, why would anyone ever name a restaurant Wienerlicious? And now that I exist in the Uber Eats period of yes. the, uh, oh of the restaurantification... Yeah. <laughs> I, I now everything is that yeah. A now everything kitchen. is called like long dick dog, like <laughs> going straight to your throat. Like that's everything has. They just cut it. I was at fucking Big Kids yesterday in Logan Square, which is a, that, a, one of the ultimate places that needs to shut the fuck up. Yeah, a very but aesthetically upsetting place, but they have good but, food. It's yeah. by the people who did Turkey and the Wolf. Like yeah, but like. At, on Mondays, it becomes shitty burgers, and like the dessert <laughs> that I had was big ass cookie, and like shut the fuck you know, up, God. shut the fuck right. up. We're allowed to swear. Yeah, you're, you're, swear. you're just like, listen, trust me. I, I swear the place is good. It's just called "Bitch, Don't Kill My Chive." <laughs> yeah, uh, like, oh, fine. It's bad enough that Big Kids was named after that show on Noggin about the adults who start acting like children when they hear the <laughs> syllable "ming," but. <laughs> They had to do everything else. What are you talking about? That's a really obscure show <laughs> I, that I dropped I on Matt that one just... time. That's going to get cut, but I, I'm doing this for Matt. Yeah, because Matt and I one time, after we saw The Invisible Man, we were then at a bar and talking about what's the most obscure like show we could remember because Jill had watched Taina or something. And I was have like, we, I think there's a show we... called Big Kids that had this plot. We looked it up and it was true. <laughs> yeah, it was like a noggin original or something. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Where are we? We've got to wrap this up. Uh, boy. 
uh, Quinn walks into the Wienerlicious and takes the second part of the key from Deutsch and then just kills him immediately. Uh, it turns out that his henchmen have captured Morgan already, and Chuck and Sarah have to, are supposed to disarm. Uh, and Quinn's going to shoot Chuck, and then Sarah attacks her with a hot dog skewer and, and takes out the guards. And she also gave Chuck a fucking desert eagle. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, she's like, I want you to shoot a dude, and then, or you got to be ready to shoot a guy. And then he's like, okay, yeah, of course I can do that. And then she hands him the biggest pistol. Right. Like, they're playing, the gun famous you know, for, like, wrist-breaking levels desert of storm. kickback. Yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah, pick whichever, you know, I was going to say a Call of Duty or something like that. And he but, shoots a helicopter. Yes, which, he shoots because a Casey, Casey in it. Because Casey's been following because he's like, yeah. listen, if we want to find the guy, the right way to do it is to follow these guys because they're good at their job. That's my old team down there. Also, apparently he's now Morgan's, like, father-in-law? Yeah, I think so. Yes. Sure. Morgan started dating his daughter. Chuck uh, shooting the helicopter while trying to fire off like a warning shot before taking out some international threat is actually big real CIA energy. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. The, cease. And then suddenly, yeah, you just hear a helicopter starting to crash. When I was watching it, I thought of the Zero Dark Thirty line where it's just the like, who here's been in a helicopter crash? And then everyone raises their hand. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Casey arrests her and Chuck, and then they're able to talk him out into letting them go and like reuniting their team. Uh, this this was just Lynn Hamilton shows up the with the last piece of the key. Uh, she's Chuck's mom and Wait, was also a spy. No, she doesn't have the last piece of the key. The last piece is in the Information badge. about the last piece of the key, yeah. sorry. She has information it's, it's, about it. Yeah. So she shows up and it's like, dang, your career really tanked. Um, yeah. But she's here. Real, this uh, is burn notice shit to have like, oh, the mom is a spy too. Wow. Yeah. Yes. I love, oh no, see, I, I'm, I'm down. I love when the whole family is just like, you know, the Bartowskis have been spies as long as there's been an America or <laughs> yeah. whatever. Yeah. Your so that's great, part of the great goop grandfather. that goes in your brain is just the whole he thing. He actually yeah. was the was one the who shot potatoes. Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> yeah, we changed our name from Principe when we moved to America. <laughs> as long as there's been governments, there's been a Bartowski there to do the work that needs to be done to protect liberty. Yes. We were there killing the Archbishop of Canterbury. <laughs> the, the last piece of the key is hidden in one of the medals uh, on a character named Beckman who is it's, at yeah, it's the, a concert. Like the, the service. Uh, yeah. You know when they have all the bars that are the yeah. colors? Yeah. yeah. She's, she's her, not just at a medals, concert. She's like a military I, person. I, I believe having... She's in an orchestra or recite. Like. She was in the show... In like a whole bunch, like she was like the person yeah. who they caught. She was the, the the person on the screen who was like, "Okay, yeah. your next mission, Chuck." Uh, she's is, Basil Exposition. She's Basil Exposition, exactly. She is Basil Exposition. Uh, again, just another beautiful Travis word referring to this orchestra concert as a recital. It's a fucking recital. <laughs> <laughs> it might as well be. Go it's see a our, 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 our friends <laughs> in the fucking uh, Berlin Symphony <laughs> perform Yo, their little yeah. recital. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. there's, there's free ice cream afterwards. <laughs> the amount of fucking the conversation symphony. that they allow without getting shushed or like having daggers stared at them so sharp that they actually get cut is uh, one of the most unrealistic things I've ever seen on TV. Has anyone? Yes. First of all, hey, has Travis. anyone here been to the symphony yes. and has anyone tried to talk at the symphony? Yeah. Horrible. Yeah, well, yeah. 
Did, did somebody did the sniper Travis. miss like your <laughs> rib cage and you just like had to get it sewn up or did did it like just go straight through without hitting any vital organs? Now this is this this isn't uh, the symphony one, but remember that time when we were in New York for a school trip and we were seeing Mamma Mia and Stephen just pulled out his iPod and started <laughs> listening to other music. <laughs> That's a good Mama bit to Mia. do in a jukebox musical in general. <laughs> Oh man! Just thinking of things that I've seen, and I'm just even just like, and it just puts in, and just, just vibe into the stuff. first I was jet probably record. listening to like the fucking Black Keys. Or, yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> go on the ceiling. People are dancing around a Greek island. <laughs> what were you going to ask me, Stephen? Travis, I, I wasn't going to ask you a damn thing. Uh, I was going to tell you that every time I go to a Flesh of the Stars concert, I'm going to call it a recital. You can. It's like my mom's friend who calls every sports team's jerseys uh, an outfit um, or costume. Like those, that's funny costume. to do. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, so Beckman is sitting on a bomb. So if she moves, it will explode. And it's also designed to explode as soon as the concert ends. Uh and the music's because it's sound activated, even though it's like people, there'd be people applauding Clapping or anything and, uh, like sound is good. Like, and there's an know, enormous she's not going amount to see of dynamic variation, you know, no, yeah. this bomb was built by Jane. Or maybe it's, yeah, they should have talked yeah. about that in the episode. It was like, yeah, <laughs> this bomb doesn't even make sense, man. <laughs> that, there's yeah. so, so much uh, dynamic range in classical music. It just gets right. so quiet. It's so, so Chuck and Sarah are able to corner Quinn on the rooftop and Jeff and Lester are able to are like simultaneously uh, they show up right as the concert's ending and they start performing a cover of Take On Me with a very badly mimed guitar uh, and eventually the orchestra joining in. Uh, it's not as good as the original or the Captain Jazz version, but it's maybe a little better than the real Big Fish version. Um, <laughs> and uh, they play. It's just yeah, this is such they play Take On Me. This is the meme of the era. Uh, if it had been a few years later, it would have been Africa by Toto. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. In, in between that, it would have been never going to give you up. Yeah, God, yeah. at least it wasn't that. Yeah. yeah. That would have been um, a couple years earlier. If earlier? it would have been never going to give you uh, up. Because okay. I was in high school when Rick Rowling was a thing, and this yeah, is okay. when I was in college. Um, For six months, it would have been Gangnam Style. Yes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I wish it would have been fucking Gangnam Style. The entire show. <laughs> it's 2012. It, it, like, it's January 2012. If it had been just a little later in the year. They would have been like, we oh. got to rewrite this episode so they're doing Gangnam Style. <laughs> oh, it would have been so good. I Gangnam Styled at a wedding in 2012. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> you know, we were all living in a moment. <laughs> Did I talk to you guys about the Now CD that looked like it had been chewed up and spit out and like literally like dragged through mud and had like it like parts of it were stuck to it and and like it was just like okay and we put it in the cd player as a joke and gangnam style played no problem (laughs) 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 just like fucking gangnam style and nothing else on the cd will play like that's it (laughs) just gangnam i actually have probably the best song on there i have a video of how how fucked up this record is all right where what happens with this bomb Okay, so Sarah kills Quinn on the rooftop, and then Chuck grabs the intersect glasses that he has, uh, which is his a weird sister had thing. a big plan to like restore Sarah's memories with them. Yeah, yes, but uh, then he realizes that he needs to do it thing. to defuse the bomb, 
instead so he can't get her memories yeah. back. So he goes to the bomb and he, uh, uh, in a callback to the pilot, he uploads the Irene Demova virus. That was what it oh, was. Oh, also, uh, wait, so at some point he lost the intersect? I guess. Yeah. Because I just walked, I went through the entire finale assuming that he had it and then he just doesn't. And I was like, wait a minute. He got I, it back? It's yeah. more dramatic if he doesn't have it. Yeah. I mean, I assume yeah. that was something that had happened, you know, even before the, like, first half of the finale. That's something you do when you run out you know? of shit to write. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it's just, just yeah. something Winding that's, the like, show down. You know. Or, yeah. or you think the show's ending and you're like, we're going to have it removed this season. And then they're like, it's coming back. And then you're like, okay, uh, he doesn't have it. So now he's got to learn to be a spy on his own. Yeah, I think that was sort of the the hmm. motivation for it, you know, was to have him yeah. develop a little bit more without the like intersect as like a without the ivermectin as a crush. <laughs> <laughs> without the intersect as a crutch, you know, and then sort of I mean, you know, hard to say how well that development went because this pilot or this uh, finale episode was pretty terrible and also <laughs> I don't know exactly. I didn't watch any of the rest of the, like the fifth season at all. So I don't know. Yeah. I had long since fallen off this show. Yeah. If I can just run through the very last things. Oh yeah. Sarah, uh, or I'm sorry. Uh, they save the day. Beckman is pleased. Says, you know, f- you know where to find her. Uh, if they want to save the world again, Casey leaves and joins for Sarah goes off alone after saying goodbye to Chuck back at the buy more, uh, Jeff and Lester get, uh, signed by a German A and R guy uh, to follow the music <sighs> dreams. This show is anti-German, yeah, uh, yeah, discrimination. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Morgan and Alex, who's Casey's daughter, uh, tell Casey they'll be moving in together, and he gives them to the keys to the apartment, which he yeah. actually shared where Morgan was living with him. Uh, and then Casey leaves. To find Gertrude, I don't know who that is. That was wife or something. Is that Carrie Ann Moss? <laughs> I, mean, I believe that's Carrie Ann <laughs> who Moss. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, Ellie and Devin head off to new jobs in Chicago. Uh, and then Morgan persuades Chuck to go find Sarah, and they go down to the beach from the beginning, and they've reversed their sitting positions, I believe, from the first episode. And wow. he's Perfect. like, let me tell you our story. And then he... We get a little mini do a montage, show. And then he gives her a big... Yeah, and then he gives her a big fat kiss. And the show ends. Yeah. Everyone cheers. We all yeah. go home. We happy. get the head and the heart yeah, right. drop. Sponsored by Subway. <laughs> oh yeah, I yeah, did it. see sponsored by Subway. We yeah. love it. So, Luke, you started to say something. Is this a show that was killed by the writers' strike? Well, no, it wasn't killed by the writers' strike. The first strike. season. The fir- Well, the I, I believe it was before the second season was going to. St- I mean, unless you the have the first season is only thirteen. Ep- I think I was, I was glancing. The first season is only thirteen episodes because two thousand seven is the writer strike. So I okay. think that first season ended abruptly. Yeah, I think that to, it, it was doing well enough where they were like, we can still bring it back for season two. Yeah, um, but I, I do think that that killed some of the. In- At least I knew I knew it killed my interest in it. You know, like I mean, I was I was like a sophomore in high school. You know, watching that, and I was like, like I, I, if too much of a gap, and I didn't know if those like shows were ever going to be coming back. So I'm like, I, I do think that like a lot of you, you can kind of see like the ratings really dip like slowly, you know, until yeah. then I think what it was supposed to get canceled after season two, I want to say, but there was like a, a fan petition. So yeah. like yeah, keep the show it big, yeah, thing. and big I think fan the, petition save it energy. Yeah, and and the thing that 
that helped save them was this like sponsorship with Subway. So there's like a ton uh, of Subway product placement. Okay, so that like, that was not it. just a joke. That, that wasn't that's, just a joke. That's, that's, the, that's the Applebee's of this show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know if Jared Vogel ever appeared on oh Chuck, but <laughs> <laughs> I was too afraid but to check. I, I think. Yeah, oh, that's we're, we're checking though. Yeah. He may have. He, he I don't know. Like he uh, hopefully he was somebody who Chuck was supposed that? to take down or something like that. Um but I I was actually <laughs> yeah. sort of impressed by how much the uh the tone of the finale was kind of the same as the pilot. Yeah. Like normally I feel like yeah, we get to a finale and it is like how the fuck do we get here? Maybe that's why the ratings dropped off because it was normal. like, oh, wow, I've been watching the same thing for five seasons. Yeah, it's, it's just going to keep doing this for as long <laughs> as they want it to. I, part of it is that there are so many like callbacks, though, as well to yeah. to the yeah, pilot yeah. that it might big, uh, it can't help but be tonally similar. Big you know? bingo board episode. Right, right. But uh, it is kind of remarkable. No it did wedding, sort though. of stay like pretty consistently like. It's like, just like Chuck, from, from yeah, it's just Chuck. just being all all the change was like his his shirts got tighter and <laughs> his hair got shorter, you yeah. know. But his sideburns they stay the same. They, yep, the sideburns and the tone stay the same. I thought this was a fairly satisfying conclusion to Chuck. I will never watch more Chuck. I've seen the exact amount of Chuck that I needed to. Yeah. I'm not mad that I watched it. Yeah, this isn't gonna spark me to like revisit Chuck at all. Yeah, I like that it's not um, confirmed. You know, like. It's implied she could maybe get her memories back, but who knows? And yeah, I appreciate the, that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I would also just watch uh, at least a little bit of a show that had this as the setup, though, of like, she's completely forgotten her life. Now she tries to remember while still being a spy. Actually, that probably show already exists, and I wouldn't watch it now that yeah. I'm saying it out loud. There's but. a Fast and Furious movie for that anyway. <laughs> I'm I'm so glad that you have joined the co- the, the chorus of angels, the familia. Um, what's uh, what do we? Whose pick is it next week? So normally next week would be my pick, but I will not be here uh, next weekend. Uh, so we are going to flip the rotation slightly, and it's Steven's turn to pick, and he really has not picked a show. I picked something. I picked something. I did. Okay. <laughs> Repeatedly swearing because he's at least forgotten. Oh, I know I had it picked and I forgot. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Can you give us a hint? Can you follow? Can you follow? Can you restrain your steps to what kind of show? Can, we, can we think of what Steven thought of? Is it a mean pick or a nice pick? I don't have any mean picks. <laughs> well, only you do that. Matt, are you going to mean pick next week? No. Okay, great. I'm picking Desperate Housewives. Excellent. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm sad I won't be here for that. Yeah. Travis, Travis, I just might, might watch anyway. <laughs> Report um, from the field. <laughs> who here knows the least about Desperate Housewives to fill us in? 30 seconds. It's not me. It's definitely not Steven. It's almost certainly not me. Oh my God. Did it happen? Is it you? Has it, has it finally happened? I saw enough of it in the. My parents watched it, and I like was occasionally in the room when it was on. Ian, did you ever? How many times I, did you watch uh, it? I I can't think of any time ever seeing it. Uh, like you know, it's very much like a show I am aware of, but I don't know any actual like. I know who's in it. I don't yeah. know like what it's about. So I think it's me. Okay. Wow. Yeah. It's a show. Uh, there are a lot of let ads me pull for up a timer. It. Ian, I am putting thirty seconds on the clock. 
Tell me everything you know about Desperate Housewives starting now. Okay, it was an ABC show, and it had um, uh, Terry Hatcher and Felicity yeah. Huffman on it. And this is where Ava Longoria came from. And then there was another woman, and I don't know who that one is, but there were like four women, and they lived on a. It's always set in like a, a neighborhood, and the street. This it has a funny name. The street is like, it sounds like witch. I think like it's, it's almost like the word witch, um, and it's about their lives. And Tom McLaughlin appears at some point. Time. All right. Uh, we'll we, will be back, we will be back next week to watch Desperate Housewives starring those three people as well as Marsha Cross and Nicolette Sheridan as the other ones on Mysteria oh. Lane. Everyone have a good weekend or week or whatever. Come back on the I'm so unprepared. <laughs> oh, no. Steven uh, doesn't have a quote. Does anyone have a particularly memorable line from the show that we didn't mention already that they want to bring us home with? Uh, can I first say thanks to Luke for joining us yeah. on... Yes. As you know. Oh, thanks for and, having me. Uh, yeah. Luke, where can we find you? Luke, uh, you can, what you, is your techno artist name so okay. people can look you up on Bandcamp? So so you can find me walking around in Chicago. Um, you can also find <laughs> me digitally um, on Twitter at at Smutfungus. Um, and you can find my uh, techno Wait, side project uh, uh, called Jet Setter. It is jetsettershicago.bandcamp.com. Absolutely uh, kicks ass. Thank you. I, I think Check it's all pretty darn out. good. Um, follow, uh, it might be defunct at this point, is 1970s Future still an active Instagram it account? It is not an active Instagram account, but it, it's it's not it's not it's defunct. Not it's in uh, it's, not it's in slumber. The archive there is beautiful. Yeah, it's in slumber <laughs> right now, and it will maybe will come back. You heard it here first. Uh, it will come back, as will we. And I guess that's uh, the end of this episode. No, unless Steven no, has pulled I, something I, up. I, I, so first of all, I, I wanted to say, don't peek on the C4. Second of all, I wanted <laughs> to say, uh, if you if you Google uh, Chuck Pilot quotes, <sighs> you get a bunch of quotes from Chuck Yeager. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> What's the best one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, give us a Chuck Yeager quote. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, maybe we should edit it. Rules are made for people who aren't willing to make up their own. Also, you do what you can for as long as you can, and when you finally can't, you do the next best thing. I don't know. This is just fucking. That sounds like Chuck Yeager. Yeah, that blows. Yeah. Bye, All everybody. Right, see you guys. <laughs>